Chapter Four of Carpenter's Geographical Reader, Africa by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. In Fez, the capital of Morocco. The Empire of Morocco is larger than any one of our states except Texas. It has several million inhabitants, most of whom live in villages and desert encampments. There are but few cities the largest is fez which is about the size of indianapolis and next to it is the town of morocco which lies south of it mckenna's to the westward is still smaller after mckenna's come the chief ports scattered along the atlantic coast embracing tangier casablanca or dar el beda mazagan and mogador the port towns are much like tangier each has a mosque or so a collection of flat-roofed bright-colored buildings and a market the streets are narrow and dirty and thronged with dark-skinned people in moorish costumes the trade to and from the ports is chiefly by camels or mules which cross the desert in great caravans to the oases and even to the tropical lands south of the sahara known as the sudan camels are the only animals which can travel long distances without water and they are extensively used for such journeys in the mountains donkeys horses and mules take their places the chief goods brought into morocco by sea are cottons sugar and tea and those sent away are the skins of sheep and goats the hides of cattle and also wool wax olive oil almonds and eggs but suppose we begin our exploration of fez we have hired a house in the city for our stay we have it all to ourselves with the exception of the turbaned long-gowned black-skinned servants who bring in our meals and take care of our beds the house has blank white walls facing the street we come into a court paved with tiles and lighted by a lantern of bright-colored glass the court is surrounded by spacious rooms each of which has a low ledge running about the wall which serves as sofa and chairs we are expected to sit cross-legged and do so for a time but it is tiresome and we soon hang our legs down in the bedrooms there are wider ledges upon which we sleep at night the house is by no means uncomfortable the floors are of stone and are carpeted with beautiful rugs the high ceilings make the rooms cool and there is a fretwork of wood above each door for air in the evening we go upon the roof to sit or walk about the roof is flat it has a little wall around it on which we could stand to get a view of the city were it not impolite to do so the tops of moorish houses are the evening lounging places of the ladies and according to mohammedan custom it would not be proper for us to look at them we can see however that all fez is flat roofed the common buildings are uniformly low and the few which rise high above the rest are mosques which have great domes and minarets cutting the sky inside the walls of our house is a garden where there are palm orange and lemon trees tropical plants and beautiful flowers it is delightful and we feel that moorish life is not so bad after all we spend day after day strolling the streets how crowded they are the donkey riders and burden bearers are always calling to the others to keep out of their way the streets are so narrow that we have to jump from one side to the other we are careful not to offend anyone for fez is a mohammedan city 
and many of its people do not like christians we walk by the mosques without going in the moors do not welcome unbelievers inside their churches and we are content with what we can see through the doors there are many worshippers some on their knees and some rising and falling and bowing their heads to the floor praying in the mohammedan way outside in the courts are fountains where turbaned long-gowned men are washing themselves before going in the mohammedan always washes himself before he prays and if he is out on the desert where he cannot get water he rubs his hands and face with sand every good mohammedan prays five times a day that man away up there on the gallery of the minaret is calling the people to prayers his words are in arabic but the guide tells us what they mean he is saying come to prayer come to prayer prayer is better than sleep come to prayer we visit the famous university for which fez is noted it has now seven hundred pupils and forty professors in addition the city has fourteen colleges and many small schools for more than a thousand years fez has been famous for its schools of learning the teaching however relates chiefly to the koran the mohammedan bible leaving out almost everything we consider essential to a good education let us go to the bazaars the business streets are roofed with matting or grapevines and we can stroll along out of the sun it seems almost twilight although we had the glare of a tropical midday outside the street is narrow and facing it are box-like stores most of which are little more than holes in the walls in each box a merchant sits or stands with his goods piled around him or hung upon racks overhead each man has his own kind of wares some are selling perfumery some rugs some spices and others the beautiful things in leather for which morocco is famous there are shoe stores and grocery stores cook shops where they are broiling meat upon iron skewers over basins of charcoal sweetmeat shops where candies and dried fruits are kept and other places where we buy delicious fresh dates and figs we watch men working at their trades in the shops here they are weaving silk and they are making the red fez caps which are worn in morocco as well as in turkey and egypt in a side street we see boys embroidering red leather slippers and across the way are smiths hammering at jewelry of silver and gold the customers are equally strange there are berbers from the mountains and fierce arabs who have come from the desert there are sheeted moorish women peeping out through cracks in their cloaks and with them jet-black negro slaves waiting to take home their purchases there are sober-faced boys and bearded men in burnooses all bargaining to buy as cheaply as they can the prices are not fixed and the merchant takes less than the sum he first asks during our stay we see the sultan as he rides through the city on horseback he has soldiers with him and goes about in great state he is not only emperor of morocco but also the head of the mohammedan religion in this part of the world he has absolute power over his people and can punish them as he pleases some of the punishments are cruel and the government is a barbarous one in our country taxes are fixed by congress the state legislatures and the local governments and the money collected is used for schools roads post offices the police and other things for the good of the people in morocco 
the sultan himself fixes the taxes and spends the money just as he pleases he has his officers in every district and even in many of the wandering tribes of the mountains and desert a few tribes claim to be independent and will not pay taxes unless compelled to do so the sultan keeps an army of twenty or thirty thousand men to enforce his commands and much of the tax money goes to them the greater part of the remainder is spent upon the court or stored away in the treasury of the sultan so that there is nothing left for improving the country as a result of this the cities of morocco have neither gas-works nor water-works there are no roads no railroads no public school system the land though rich in natural resources is but little developed and the people are poor End of chapter 4